I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here, your chakra expert, energy and crystal connoisseur, and your trusty spiritual BFF. I'm the founder of Chakra Girl Co., which is a platform giving you all the tips and inspo to activate your chakras to live a life that's both glamorous and grounded, spiritual and spicy. I am so excited about today's episode, you guys, and it is so needed. It's the time of year when everyone's talking about their summer buds and we have to try on bathing suits and no matter how effing amazing we are, we never tend to be satisfied with our bodies. So we are chatting with Katie Wilcox today. She is an author. She's the founder of Natural Models LA, which is a modeling agency for curvy models. She also has an Instagram account called Healthy is the New Skinny. That's also the name of her book. And she's just so effing inspirational. And she's a total babe. So we're talking all about body positivity today. We're chatting about how to love your body no matter what the asshole scale is telling you. We're talking about how releasing energetic weight is how to actually feel lighter in your life. We're talking about plastic surgery realness, Kardashian realness, and you guys are going to walk away from this episode friggin' loving yourselves, okay? So I'm on this like huge spiritual awakening tip right now. I'm trying to like clear out energy for mega big things that are happening. And I've been doing all the things like I did breath work. I did the spiritual facial. I did light therapy, lymphatic massage. I've got this like new goddess infused daily practice. I told you guys on last week's episode with Caitlin Herman all about my new daily practice. So make sure you go listen to that episode for some hot tips. But I want to know your favorite spiritual healing methods or what are the things that you want me to try that I can tell you about? Okay, so make sure you're following me on Instagram at Co. and let me know what are your favorite spiritual things that you're doing right now and what are the things that maybe you haven't done but you want to try but you want me to guinea pig first. 
I'm here for you guys. Um, we also have some really exciting episodes coming up, like Kardashian tea ceremonies with Shiva Rose. We have a CBD expert. We're talking about spiritual dating and relationships. Just so many fun things. So stay tuned, guys. Let's get into our chakra tip. So Jessica Harlow, major babe, also has been on the show. Go listen to her episode. Um, she sent me a message and was like, what is up with your skin? It's amazing. What chakras do I need to clear for the skin? And I mean, long answer, I mean, short answer is all the chakras because you just got to keep that shit aligned. But I was really thinking about how the bottom chakras are related directly to our skincare and some really like tangible ways. So if you think about it, your root chakra is all about like being grounded and routine is all about being grounded. It's like having a really good skin routine. And then also the root chakra is where any money fears live. So if you don't have your root chakra in check, you're probably not buying good face stuff or like paying for facials or like taking the, giving yourself the TLC that you deserve. The sacral chakra is all about your emotions and your hormones and your feminine power. So you need to have that shit in check to have good skin. Um, and your solar plexus is like that radiant energy. And when you feel radiant, you've like activated that like vibrant energy inside of you, your skin, your body, your face looks totally freaking different, you guys. So if you have skin issues that you want to heal and you want that glow, start working on those lower chakras, guys. Oh, and also some tips, some crystal tips selenite and amethyst get rid of negativity and toxins so if you've got something going on energetically you got to release that and then you will glow babes I promise. Okay, I want to do a chakra shout out to the book that I'm reading. It's called Shakti Mantras um, by Thomas Ashley Ferrand. So our Shakti is the divine feminine creative power. Okay, we all have it. And this book shares all the mantras to call upon different aspects of the divine feminine. So thank you, Justine Marjan, for telling me about this book. I actually bought the wrong one first and then finally bought the right one. Um, go listen to her episode too. I'm just sending you to all the episodes. Listen to this one first, then listen to Justine's or Jessica Harlow's or Caitlin's because they're all fucking good. Okay, actually... <laughs> throwing another one in there. Natalia Benson also talked about this book because um, she does the Lakshmi mantra from this book. Lakshmi is all about like abundance and like manifesting. So there's different mantras. They're all like from the Sanskrit language. And when you speak these mantras, even if you don't really even know what the hell it means, the vibrations of the words change the frequency of your energy so that you open up to new things. It's literally wild. So I'm doing this mantra right now to call on divine guidance and divine words, which has been my mantra, my mantra lately. Um, but the, like the mantra itself is like so long that I cannot even memorize it, but it's called Gayatri Mantra, G-A-Y-A-T-R-I Mantra. It's on my playlist on Spotify. If you look up Kundalini Vibes, you'll find my playlist. There's only like a few songs on it, but I literally have them on repeat all the time. But Gayatri Mantra is on there. So there's this goddess named Saraswati, and she's all about, you know, divine communication and expression through words. And something I loved about how they explained it in this book is that the throat chakra is the expression of the wisdom of the third eye chakra, which is your thoughts and intuition and the love in your heart chakra. So your 
words come from your mouth, um, but they're actually coming from your wisdom and your heart. So how cute is that? It's like the energy comes up from your heart to your mouth and down from your brow, like your, your third eye chakra into the mouth. And that's what comes out. How cute is that? Like divine words. So now I'm obsessed with this mantra. Um, I'm listening to it when I'm driving. I'm like singing it out loud <laughs> when I'm on the treadmill. I'm also like whispering it to myself and people probably think I'm a psychopath. I know my husband does, but I swear though, like since I've been doing it for the last couple of days, magical things are happening. People are contacting me like I'm getting speaking gigs and yeah, I feel like every time I like go on Instagram live or like do a story, it's like so well received because I know that I'm saying the right like divine words at the right time. And people are literally like knocking down my door to hire me and ask me for help, which hey, I'm all for that. So thank you, Justine, for the hot tip. You guys go by Shakti Mantras. Okay, let's get into this episode and love our bodies. It's about time. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We're here today with Katie Wilcox. She's the founder and CEO of Natural Model Management, which is my new obsession, guys. She's also the founder of Healthy is the New Skinny. She has 15 years of experience in the modeling industry as a curve model, and she's helping the world really change the game of self-love by approaching topics of body image from an intellectual viewpoint versus an irrational and emotional one, which I understand very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Katie is a total babe. I've been following her on Instagram for evs. You guys need to follow her as well. She's just so inspirational and so excited to have you here, Katie. Thank you so much. I'm yes. happy to be here. Yay. Okay. Let's get into our summer party questions. Tell us your daily ritual. My daily ritual is definitely coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good ritual or not, but I like thoroughly enjoy it on every level. So yeah, that's really our go-to is we get up in the morning and we have our coffee and my husband and I kind of hang out before we start the day. And then, um, at some point in there too, we always try to do some form of moving our bodies, whether mm. it's yoga or like a 30 minute workout. And um, those are basically our, our day-to-day -day rituals. Amazing. I feel like coffee has like a very grounding essence to it as well. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like love, like, even if it wasn't the caffeine, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I guess they're just like addicted to the routine of it. Maybe. Totally. But it's nice to like spend time together in the morning as well. Cause I feel like so many people just get up and they're like rushing around. And, um, yeah, I remember like there were times where I like wouldn't even barely see my husband before he went to work. So I love that you're taking the time. Yeah. And we work together too. So there's, <laughs> Oh, love yeah. it. So how we're does like that those, work? We're those weird people that like can be around each other 24 seven. Oh no, same. We're, yeah. Yeah, I know. I just actually hired my husband as my CEO too. So yeah, we're like super codependent, and yeah. but I feel like in a healthy way, like yeah. it's, uh, out of choice. Yeah. But um, no, we just like love being around each other and we work together and we hang out all the time. And yeah, we just like, it feels weird when the other person isn't there. Yes, I totally so, feel like, I think we need to double date because yeah, yeah because you, know, you realize you have no other friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and I'm okay. like, we need to spend time with like other people than each other. Yeah, we say that and then we're like, someone invites us to do something and it sounds like it'd be fun. And then that time comes around and we're like, no, I'd rather just like 
eat here and watch something on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. We're those people too. We'll like go away. Well, we like went away for a month last year and we were together every single day. And it was so hard for like when he was like working at his job job for him to like go back to work. I was like, but what am I going to do all day? I know. I couldn't (laughs) even imagine that. It would be like torture. I know. Okay. Well, it's not just us. Good to know. Yeah, no. Okay. So are you into crystals or... Yes. Okay. And I just came back from the gem show in Tucson. Oh, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it's basically the craziest shit you'll ever see in your entire life. Like I got there and I was expecting, you know, I'm, I know that there's like some really cool pieces, but I just had no idea the magnitude of some of these stones. Like it was just unreal. Like the one I stood in front of was probably like, I don't know, 20 something, 25, 30 feet tall. And they sold it to a zoo in Belgium for $350,000 of amethyst. Oh my God. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, and then my husband and I got the most beautiful, huge amethyst. It's like eight feet tall and out like around where the heart would be like of the stone is kind of like human, you know, size Yeah, right in the middle where the heart would be is, um, a quartz growth, like coming out, like kind of like pink quartz. And it's so like unique and beautiful. And it definitely, we were like, splurging on it for our new house that we're renovating. We're like, this is going to be our piece in the house. That's going to be like our main art piece. But um, yeah, we, every tent I went into, I was like, I have to get out of here because I keep just like hemorrhaging money at this point. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> and then a girl just sent me a meme yesterday. It was so funny. It was like, uh, I realized that I have a problem with crystals and it said also me. I know just the crystal for that. My daughter's two and a half and she loves, I got her a bunch of like oh, so nice. stones. And so we do crystal grids together. And like, we were doing that last night with all I of love. amethyst and um, all different types of stuff. And then she just puts them where she wants to put them. And it's just Intuitively. like a fun. Yeah. And I'll ask her, I'll be like, where does this crystal go? And she'll like put it somewhere. And yeah, it's just like a really fun, creative thing for kids. Oh I think that people don't totally. realize they, they love to do. So how much was your giant amethyst? Oh, I don't even want to say I'm a little bit embarrassed. No, tell <laughs> us. We need to know. Well, it was much better. Like, okay, so it was a it was around four forty five hundred. Okay, that's not bad. So, I thought it was gonna be way worse. No, but okay. this is like it was that's the other side of it. I was like, it's such a good deal that if you saw that piece in a gallery in LA, it would be like $30,000. Oh, easily. Like, you know, like in Vegas, they've got those like, <laughs> they've got those like crystal stores. So you're like drunk and strolling around the casino shops. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like the giant rose quartz. that's like $40,000. I'm like, come on. It's I, ridiculous. Yeah. So you got it wholesale. You are responsible. I'm all for it. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, and I'm I'm excited to ask you the next question because I'm curious to know what is your view on the Kardashians and if you're a Kardashian lover, who is your favorite? Um, you know, my here's my whole thing. Like I'm just not big on like judging other women. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we kind of use as, you know, like you can have examples of like plastic surgery and you're like okay the Kardashians have definitely done a lot of harmful things to like our culture for women 
I think, but then, you know, it's all about how you perceive it. Then there's the yeah. other side where people are like, well, but then there's business people turning these situ- situations and whatever. And I just really look at public figures like that. It's, you know, no different than politics or anything else. Like these are just facades. Like it's, a yeah. it's not even a real thing. Like I couldn't say what I think of the Kardashians. Cause I don't know. I don't know what, them. Yeah, yeah. The, the human, <laughs> if there is one, I'm not yeah. sure, but if there is one, no one has ever gotten a glimpse of it. Right. And I think that that's something that people really need to like pay attention to, to say, these are just characters and these are all products. Like, and so I teach girls a lot about media manipulation and I use the Kardashians um, as an example, because I would speak to, I went to Calabasas high school, for example, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's an affluent school. And so I was like, okay, what do the Kardashians, what products do they sell you on Instagram? And they were like, uh, skinny teas, uh, <laughs> hair gummies, uh, like basic waist trainers. Yeah. And so like when I look at those things, like that to me is irresponsible. And yeah. especially coming from people who don't need the money from those product endorsements, that that's really just taking advantage of the young girls that follow them. So mm-hmm. those are the things that I really look at that I think are telling as far as character um, to say like one it's harmful to those girls and two, you're profiting when you don't even need to be profiting. So it's almost like an even bigger like statement. Mm. Um, But I do think those are the things that get overlooked because it's become so normalized. So I look at all that kind of stuff totally differently and I don't idolize people or I just try to look at their behavior. And I think it's very telling if you're willing to like take a second to look closer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I hear you on like the skinny tees and the hair gummies hundred percent, but I like to think I know them. (laughs) I'm a big caller, Um, but I mean, I definitely see like there, they do take stands for things that are important, which is nice, but I totally hear you on that. But then I even like from like, a because obviously you're the you know, expert in body positivity. But for me, I am someone who is like a little curvier and has a bigger butt. And I actually look to them as like, okay, great. Like you don't have to be stick thin. And that is positive to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Whereas I some that. people would be like, no, that body is not real. It's not attainable. It's impossible. But I'm like, I'm not looking for their exact body, but I love that they kind of brought this, you know, you don't have to be the stick thin, you know, Kate Moss to be perceived as like beauty, you know, beautiful or sexy or whatever. Right. But at the, at the same time, like on the other side of the coin, they also created a really damaging beauty ideal. Totally. Like, and so, I mean, it's funny because we were just having this conversation today. We were walking to get coffee this morning with our employee, Nikki, because she has a big butt (laughs) and it, it literally gets so much attention that it like makes me uncomfortable. Like she's my workout buddy. Like we go to the gym and I'm like, Oh my God, like, like guys cannot not stare at it. And her butt's real. Like she's like a normal girl from Australia. She's like, yeah, it's so crazy. I'd never even thought anything of it until I came to America. And everyone was like, so it gives me like so much attention for it. But she's like, the thing is that it just makes me feel gross. Like I know on social media, it's promoted that. And I think the Kardashians do that, that you want this kind of attention and you want to present your body in this way through like imagery um, but in real life, when you're experiencing like being treated like that, it doesn't feel totally. I think it's going to feel mm-hmm. from Instagram. And so totally. I think like, those are some of the things to talk about. I find it to be like super interesting, like from a cultural standpoint, the fact that people are like so enamored by it. But at the same time, like I do see a lot of 
the harmful things, especially for young girls that um, they have created. So I think that comes down to also with like the conversation of plastic surgery and stuff. Like, so my, a good friend of ours is a plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. And uh, we met him like 15, no, not 15, like maybe 12 years ago on vacation in Mexico before he had just opened his practice. So we didn't even know that's what he did. We met him through another couple friend of ours. And so when we found out he was a plastic surgeon, we were like shocked because he was like this really fun, like chill, like Mm -hmm. normal guy. And so, you know, talking with him, like I've, he would show us before and after photos and just like different things that people do. And a lot of the stuff that he does is try to like correct bad plastic surgery. So Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, it's really crazy because these beautiful girls come in here and like, like they've, they're, already really beautiful and they went to someone who just completely screwed up their face and they didn't need anything but this constant obsession to like think that they need more actually made them like hideous looking because someone you know filled this woman's face with 30 syringes of filler well and And people get obsessed with it too like right to it and just keep going back for more so he's like I'm basically these people's therapists yeah. Like, so now he's, you know, feeling unfulfilled because that wasn't what plastic surgery used to be. Like right. it used to be this thing that everyone just did. And, and, you know, like he's doing more men now. Like, so it's really interesting because I, in the beginning, I, um, when I first met him, I had had an accident where I had the flu and I woke up. We don't know if it was like a gas leak in the house or something, but I got sick and I passed out. I like went to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I thought I was going to like throw up, like go to the bathroom. I passed out into the bathtub oh. and like, yeah, knocked my tooth out through my lip. And it was like this really had a big bruise on my cheek and my head. I hit my head and I was supposed to like have a modeling job like two days later. And oh my God. Like, oh my God, I have no front tooth. My lip is like I have five stitches in my face. And so I went to him to be like, Hey, can we try to even this out? Because it, when you had a blunt trauma, like through your lip, it scars as like scar tissue like Mm. so it made one side a little bit thicker and then where I hit like my cheek he was like yeah I can fill a little bit to make it back even so so we did that and it looked totally fine like it looked back to normal which was like awesome and if I wasn't you know modeling for a living where that mattered I probably wouldn't have even like thought about doing that Mm -hmm. so he asked me if he could use my before and after picture because it was something so small I was like yeah of course like Cause I'm always open. Like I don't care about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this was, like I said, 10, like 10 years ago now. And, um, so he, some lady sent me, he, she found those pictures somewhere. I don't even know where she found them. Like on a random Google search for like a cheek filler or whatever. Yeah. And she sent me this like super judgmental, like shitty, like, um, message that was like, with your, with all of your messaging, like you're a hypocrite, like all this stuff. And I wrote her back and I was like, this is so funny to me because clearly she was like wanting to do it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so like I wrote her back and I was like, Hey, um, so I, I, you clearly were like looking up this for yourself and like saw that and it, it, you know, maybe you're like projecting some of your feelings about doing it yourself, like onto me, but here's my, why experience and why like, 
that I, this had happened to me. Here's why I went. He's actually a good family friend of ours. And it was like a wonderful, he did such a great job. And I know tons of women that choose to do it and they look amazing. And I know tons of women that, that prefer not to, they look amazing. Like it's a personal choice. And I don't really feel like you should be judging me for something that you want to do. Yeah. (laughs) And let me validate that for you. If you want to get fillers, they're awesome. Go for it. Like, but you don't need to feel guilty about it or make me feel like I've done something wrong. Like, so I think that that's kind of, we have to start to ask ourselves, like, where do we draw the line, right? So when we say, oh, I know someone who got a nose job because their nose was like really large and it made them feel super insecure, that's okay. Or someone who gets in a car accident or me who I I like smashed my face and messed up my mouth, like through my tooth being broken through my face, that's okay. But someone who has bags under their eyes and wants to like look younger isn't like, you know what I mean? Like, so totally. Yeah. It's like, who's to say? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, I don't care. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't want to judge anyone for oh. their personal choice because if it and if it is something that it's that where they've like gone overboard and like that's actually something to like not judge them for, but something to feel compassion for them for because you don't know what yeah. the hell they're going through that made them feel like they needed to change their face so drastically. Exactly, and I think if we can just have like more honest conversations about it without the stigma, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's weird is you say like okay, we're going to put on all this pressure on everyone, every woman to not have a single wrinkle, but then we're going to like shame them for getting Botox. And you're like, wait, what? That doesn't even make sense. Like, and it just continues the whole process of women, no matter what you do, you're going to be scrutinized, you know? Totally. Like, I don't, I just choose not to live in that place. Like for me, I'll just be honest about those things. Being in the beauty industry, you're like hyper aware of everything. Like, you know, every angle of your face, you see everything that no one else sees. Like Mm -hmm. we we are aware of that. And I think now social media culture has kind of made everyone that aware. Um, So, you know, it's like, we have to be conscious enough to recognize that we're obsessing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, so I go back and forth all the time with myself. I'm like, there's one side of me that would really love to like just age completely naturally and like look like a wizard who's all wrinkled with long white hair (laughs) and like just look badass and like cool in a totally weird like old lady way yeah and that's intriguing to me and then there's the side of me too that I'm like oh man like I always have to lift up my eyebrows and it's exhausting it feels so much better if I get a little Botox and I don't have to like exactly you know I'm like I just roll with it if I feel like I will. If I don't, I won't. And maybe one day I'll like wake up and be like, no, I'm just going to let it go from here. And I'll try to decide to do that. Great. So I think that when you get to that place for yourself, where you're not judging yourself, Mm -hmm. you don't care what other people do. Like I really could care less. And I think that that's like a great place for all of us to be is to go, well, I hope they're happy and I hope they like the way they look. You know? Totally. I was afraid of getting Botox in my forehead because I thought my third eye chakra would be affected, but it wasn't. So we're good. <laughs> no, I, I hadn't gotten that because so when I had my daughter, you're not supposed to get anything, you know, while you're pregnant and those yeah. things. Um, and then I just hadn't come back forever because I was just, you know, I was at that stage. Yeah. Where I'm like, ah, screw it. Um, and so I have a super heavy brow because I have a lot of space between my eyes and my eyebrows. Yeah. So as you get older, that like starts to like go down and just yeah. gets heavier. And so I went to him I'm like, dude, I just keep like feeling like I always have to have my eyebrows up. And 
every, when I work for clients, they'll be like, open your eyes. I'm like, my eyes are open. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> like I have big cheeks and heavy eyebrows. It just squints my eyes. Yeah. I can't oh no, it. I'm not, I have the exact same thing. Yeah. And so I loved it. So I get a little bit, I still can move. I still get a little bit of wrinkle. It's not like my face is like plastic, but it lifts it for me. So I don't have to do it. And I'm like, oh, I feel, it just feels better. Yeah. So, you know, that's just my, just my personal. Do opinion. you guys do yeah. you? And you know, it's hard. Like we have to understand, like, it would be wonderful. Like if we all lived on a compound and had organic gardens and we all were just living this like wonderful natural lifestyle that was like spiritual and the way it's kind of meant to be, then we would Mm -hmm. never even be thinking about this shit. Like let's, like we know that, but this is not the life in the culture that we're in. And I Mm -hmm. think we have to be, be okay with saying, all right, (laughs) we're not going to be able to unprogram like thinking and feeling this way, all we can do is try and manage it in the healthiest way possible. Mm-hmm. And, and trying to like, to check yourself when you're getting overboard. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, and I think that's the thing too. It's like having that like mindfulness and like having some kind of like daily practice where you're working on mindfulness, whether that's reading or taking time for yourself or meditating or whatever, the more aware you can be, the more you'll know when you're out of alignment and you'll know when you're doing things from a place of fear or ego versus a place of like self-love and and doing something because you care about yourself. Totally. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you know, I talk to girls about this all the time, especially in like body positive. And it's, it's very like black and white, all or nothing, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. either supposed to not care how you look at all, or you're like the opposite. And it's like, oh, if you like the way you look, then you're like super self-absorbed. I'm like, it's so Mm -hmm. strange to me because our physical bodies are an extension of our true selves, like for this life, at least. So you're like, taking pride in your physical body and the way that you convey like your personality to the world is style. It is how you choose to wear your hair. It is how you, if you wear makeup and that's an expression for you, like those are all extensions of yourself that you can show outwardly. Mm -hmm. And I think that honoring that in a way that makes you feel good is important. And I think we don't have enough of those conversations Um, Because most of the time when it's about style or or body, you know, it's been so connected to like, I have to be this skinny, perfect Barbie. Totally. You're like, that's never what it was even intended to be. And so we struggle because we work with a lot of, you know, curvier girls with our agency and they literally have no idea how to dress themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask them like, what do you like? And they don't know because no one's ever told them that they have that freedom to, to dress in ways like wear things that make them feel happy and wear patterns that like they love. And, and that's something I've really enjoyed as I've gotten older is like understanding what my style is and just wearing shit that makes me happy, regardless of what anyone thinks about it. And I think that's like a really, you know, it's a great comfortable place to be, but your physical looks are important to people and that's okay. You don't need to feel like that's just vanity. Yeah. So how do we, where do we draw the line between like, um, kind of like, I love my body the way it is. I eat what I want. I, you know, don't feel the pressure to work out, but like, when do we draw the line between that and like really caring for ourselves? Yeah. I'm like a huge, I, I'm pretty outspoken about these conversations because I feel like the body positive movement really goes towards anti-health. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes it's like too far on the other side where they're like, I love my body the way it is. It's like, but are you taking care of yourself? Right. Or are you just saying like, I can eat whatever I want? Like, I don't eat whatever I want. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah. Eat whatever I want. It would be like so unhealthy. Like, exactly. Come on. But I do from time to time have little treats. Like, yeah. Like th- that's what we're talking about. Totally. And, so, and I think like it's, we're in this like hypersensitive culture right now where everyone is, is, feels victimized. And so we yeah. all want to share like our pain. <laughs> yeah. So anytime anyone says something, it's like, no, you don't hurt as bad as me. And here's yeah. why. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that's why I've really pulled back and realized like, oh, okay, this was never about like changing what everyone else thinks. And I think we kind of come into things from a naive standpoint, or I know I did personally, where I was like, I'm going to get into this industry to change things. And I'm going to, I'm going to spread this message because it's so important. And as I've gotten older, I realized like, oh, my only job is to understand and learn for myself. And Mm. if, if that experience is helping other people by me sharing my experience, then that's great. But I don't have to be out preaching. I don't need to be arguing with people because I realize that people that don't want to change, there's nothing you can say that's ever right. going to make them want to change. And so I realized by not doing that and just living by example, the people that are really seeking to make healthy changes or want that support, they come to you. Yeah. So it's been like a really cool thing to see. But when it comes to health and um, body positivity, we do have to say, you know, the, the number one step in making like healing a relationship with your body is to accept it as it is right now Mm -hmm. in whatever form it is in. Yeah. The first step that shouldn't be the end step. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that's like manifesting too. Cause it's like, say you wanted to like manifest money. It's like if, but if you're constantly saying, Oh, I have no money. Oh, I'm broke. I hate money. Like why, like why, you know, and you're like not checking your bank account cause you're like angry at money, but it's the same thing with your body. It's like, but we'll look at our body and be like, man, I hate the way I look. And you know, that does not work. (laughs) So it's more about like really looking at yourself to say, you know, I, I really want to see myself be strong. And that doesn't mean I'll never be petite. I'm not a petite frame, but I can be very like lean and strong on my frame. And Mm -hmm. that's something I really visualize as I'm doing more yoga and like Mm -hmm. bar classes and, and I'll do boxing because I like to feel strong and feel like I can kick ass. Like, you know, so I started to really connect like my workouts to the kind of body that I want to feel how I want to feel in my body and then also like visually how I see myself instead of the negative view I started Mm -hmm. to switch it to like I see myself as this and really like thinking of those things yeah so how do we like because there must be a point where you're kind of comparing or like seeing a body that you're like oh yeah like I think I could have that body that's the kind of body I want like how do you draw the line between um like visualizing it for yourself and comparing in a way that like, like how can you make comparing feel good basically? Yeah. So it's funny because I just, I don't do that anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that's really like, now you're just saying that I'm like thinking, I'm like, when do I compare? I don't. So you can like, so you're, so you were like visualizing the body you wanted on you, not like seeing someone else with it and being like, okay, yeah, that's the kind of body I want. Totally. Like I look, and for example, like this morning I was doing my workout, I, I work out and it's called the mirror and it's mm-hmm. um, a really cool like fitness technology where you turn it on and it's an app on your phone and it has your trainer in your mirror. <laughs> so what? Like yeah, it's really, it's really cool. It's called get the mirror. If you guys want to check it out. Oh my gosh. They have, bodies, they have bar classes, yoga, um, strength classes, boxing. So I do it all in my kitchen anytime I want and whatever class I want. So, um, but you get to watch yourself cause you're your trainers like digital in the mirror 
So I was like, oh my God, my shoulders looks like so buff right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so when I, like, when I see myself like that, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to definitely like do more of this. Cause I was making me feel good. Mm. And I want to do more of that, but it, I don't know. Like, I just really have a different connection with myself. Um, I think when you're rooted and in balance in the mind, body and spirit connection, mm-hmm. the focus isn't so, so much on the body. Like it's really on you as yourself. So it helps you to not like be looking at other people because then you're not even focused on totally what, what you need to do. So how did you, so tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you gained that connection. Oh, it's so long. And like, it, that's just funny when people say, oh, you're a body positive expert, a body image expert. I'm like, isn't every woman? Yeah. Like, I just think that's hilarious. I'm like, uh, pretty sure every single woman has got their PhD and screwed up body image at this point. Yeah. But, um, so that's just it. It's like, I just got to the point where I was just tired. I was tired of feeling mm-hmm. like shit. I was yeah. tired of that game. It's exhausting obsessing about your body. It's, exa- it's exhausting feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. And I just really looked, you know, ahead at my life. And I was like, I don't want this for myself. I don't want to live a life like that. And I think when you get to that place, it's like a wonderful place to be because now you're ready to create something different. And, you know, it says like, they say the choices you make each day are the lives that you live. Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to starting small and changing your habits. And in order to do that, you have to be conscious of what habits are serving you and what habits aren't. And that's mentally like mindset habits. Like, do you constantly compare? Well, the first thing that you have to do in order to change that habit is you have to be aware that you're even doing it. So that's what I really try to work with women on that level of like consciousness. Be like, we get to decide how we want to be as people. And if we're doing behaviors and we're acting in certain ways that we don't feel like are true to us and are causing us harm, we can change that. And so I started to just take ownership of my decisions and ownership of my actions. And I started to look around me. So when it came to comparing, since we were talking about that, I started to notice like I'd be on a flight and you know, all a group of women around me would be reading gossip magazines and then talking about all the celebrities. Right. And I'm like, Ew, like I I would have never noticed that before. And I probably would have been buying that too. And so as I started to change, I started to recognize like, Oh my gosh, like so many other women are still in that space. And I would have never noticed that this is really screwed up, that this is like our form of entertainment is talking about other people. And of course, we're going to compare ourselves because we literally have literature and magazines saying whose body is worse, like the 10 worst bodies and the 10 best bodies or mm. who wore it better. Like, and as you start to step back and realize like, oh my God, like <laughs> I've been a computer that has downloaded all of this shit. Like this was never even me. Then you start to go, oh, I'm going to go elsewhere for more inspiring content of women like helping each other and women that are mm. overcoming great odds and women that are like inspiring and challenging and intelligent. And I started just like fill my feed and research those kinds of women. I started to read books. I started to question a lot of stuff before I ever even got into the place where I was like, how do I change my body? <laughs> like, yeah. And that, that's the stuff that I really work with women on is like generational programming is huge. Like where, why are moms all hated their bodies? Well, who raised them? You know, I look at my grandmother and 
their generation never even said, I love you. So now yeah. my mom was raised never being told that and being told that she needs to have a husband. Mm-hmm. So she did her best to help not raise me that way. But I didn't have, you know, an example of like this empowered woman who loves her body raising me. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very hyper aware of the cycles that we're in, the cycles we're trying to break. And so that's why now I look at my daughter and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like she's going to have like a warrior goddess, like raising her. And so it allows me to have more compassion for my mom and my grandmother for doing the best they could with what they had, Mm -hmm. but also knowing like, okay, it stops here. So I think that's the goal for all women, especially mothers. Like that's like, we want nothing more than to make Mm -hmm. sure that our children have a better life than we had. It's a natural innate thing. And I think when it comes to body image, it's so detrimental to girls and now even more to to boys as well. But there's a whole other subculture that comes with that, which we we touched on is like what beauty ideals actually represent is just a dollar sign on a female body. Yeah. And so that's the stuff that like I got super into from like we said an intellectual standpoint to go oh (laughs) all this time like we have these conversations about body image and they're so surface level and it's like let's hold hands and chant in the mirror about how much we love ourselves and our underwear you know and you're like okay that's just like that's just for Instagram. That yeah. Doesn't and like, you'll be fine for five minutes. Uh, and then yeah. the second you pick up your phone, you're back to the old. Exactly. <laughs> so like, how can we really reprogram? Like, are there any like fundamentals or like steps or like daily work? Like what are, how do we really reprogram? Yeah. You know, and I, that's, that's the thing is if there was a handbook for everyone, like, yeah, that would be great. But because every woman's experiences are so different, every woman's body is so different and their trauma is so different that we have to start to go out on that journey for ourselves. And it starts with, like I said, saying, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. This is not meant for me. And I, I knew, and you were talking earlier about a breakdown. So for me, a big moment was when I was like doing a meal delivery service. I was like, we're doing two workout classes a day. I got down to like my smallest size I've ever been, which was a size six. And I was still 145 pounds. And like so skinny for me, for my frame. And um, the modeling agency I was with at the time was like, oh, you need to lose 20 more pounds. And I'm like, I literally didn't have 20 more pounds to lose. Like I would have like been dead. And um, I made cupcakes for a 4th of July, like, you know, friends barbecue. And I licked frosting off the baking sheet. And I had like a meltdown and cried in the kitchen. Like I was a horrible person for having Mm. frosting. And that was just my breaking point where I was like, this is not me. Like, it was like my soul knew that that was not, this is not even the person that I am. Like, I'm so much stronger than this. How did I let myself get to this point? And that was, that was the changing time for me. And I think each one of us and each one of the women listening know that they've either had that point or maybe that's right now, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's coming and you just get to this point where like, this is not me. And I refuse to let this be my story. And once you make that decision, there's really only up from there. And it starts by examining everything around you. And this is why I said, like, you have to question everything. Like, I'm a huge proponent for questioning religion and your belief systems and your family dynamics and your friends. I just had a girl on a call the other day that we're working with saying like, oh, all my friends talk about like how fat they are, but they're really skinny. And it's not, it's like, I'm sorry, like, 
what do you get from hanging out with them? Yeah. If that's their basis of conversation. And she yeah. literally had this like stunned look on, my, on her face. Like, wait, what do you mean? So those are the things we have to say, like, am I getting anything like as a, as a soul, as a person from hanging out with these people, or am I actually just lowering my vibration and my standards to like the level that they're at? Mm. And so it's hard for people when they're not used to being around people that get it. (laughs) It's the only way I can explain it. Yeah. But you have to put yourself out of the environment of people who don't get it so that you can start to seek out those things that excite you, do things that you love to do. And then you all of a sudden find yourself attracting and being around the people that do get it. And you'll be like, whoa. And that's where the learning happens. It learns from experiences, from people, from the first time I went to Barcelona when I was 21 and I went to the beach and all the women there are topless and no one gave two shits about their body. And they like, it was every size you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And they're just enjoying life and yeah. staying comfortable. Like that in Italy too, like yeah. no one gives a shit. They're just like enjoying their lives, like eating a hot dog and like whatever. Like that's what you do at the beach. Like yeah. no one's eating salad at the beach, guys. <laughs> and seeing that was like the most amazing experience. I'll never forget it. Yeah. But had I not put myself in a position to have those experiences, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn to see that. And that changed me forever. And when we take care of ourselves, like we feel better. When we feel better, we attract more things. We have higher self-esteem. We command more respect. Like it's all connected. Like, so I think that's part of what the saddest Thing about all of this is that so many girls have been told, oh, you're fat. You just need to lose weight. And it's literally yeah. everyone has been told that no matter how skinny yeah. you are. Yeah. And it's really robbed women of their power because their power doesn't come from being skinny. Like we've been told they're, or being sexy or whatever. Their power comes from being healthy because your brain is functioning mm-hmm. at optimal like capacity. Your body is operating optimally and your mind, body, and spirit is the most intact. Therefore you are the biggest threat when you are your healthiest, most confident self. And mm-hmm. I think that when women understand that, this has not been by accident that they've reduced women to a body. Like it's always been about power. So I think really when you decide to, to say, I'm going to work out to be my healthiest self, you're also saying like, I'm taking ownership of my power. Mm -hmm. And that's something that has been like a really healthy shift Mm -hmm. in being stronger and being more powerful versus like, what can I lose? It's about what you can gain. Totally. And also I feel like, So, okay. So like in summation, it's like step one, get clear on your cycles. Like what are the patterns that you're seeing in yourself? Where are you, you know, where's the self-loathing and the judgment and the comparison and the, you know, self-shaming coming into play and just being aware. And then next step is literally to just change the pattern and like change the thought and then surround yourself with more positive vibrations and more positive people and positive messages. And then that's, and then your journey will just kind of present itself for you. Yeah. And I think when you're figuring out, acknowledging you have these habits and you're on that journey to go, okay, let me try to map out why I have these habits because you have them for reasons. And one thing that we've done in different retreats and things is like your life map. So we would kind of say, I want to write down any significant traumas that have happened that I remember. And it doesn't have, it can be at like the most traumatic thing that's happened to you. It can also be comments 
people said that really stuck mm-hmm. with you. If you take time to write those things down from the time you're born, like all the things you can remember to where you are now, and then you go back and you start to say, okay, when did my eating disorder develop? Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. It's the same time that I was abused as a child. Mm-hmm. When did this happen? And what you see is you're like, oh my gosh, like, sometimes these are coping mechanisms as well. So like, if you can understand that versus thinking like you're just the screw up who has all these bad habits and you just approach things from compassion and really loving like the little girl that didn't get that love and support, then you can go, wow, I can heal those things so much more differently if you know why you developed the habits in the first place. But like in, and that's the weight we've been carrying. So like all this time we're like, oh, I need to lose weight. And you're like, well, you can lose weight, but if you're going to carry all that around, like, does it really matter? Because you're still going to have the same problems. Yeah. So I think that that's like a really great, wonderful place for people to start. And as you start to feel lighter, you want to move more right? Like when your vibration is dense and heavy, you don't want to move. You don't want to do anything. Like you just, and you get stuck. Yeah. You get stuck in that place. And so that's why I like love the affirmation stones. Like I have a bag of those and I, of course, like I get hormonal and moody and Mm -hmm. whatever. And I can recognize when I'm in that place and I have like rituals for that too, where I'm like, okay, I'm being such a bitch right now. Yeah. (laughs) And I can't control it. I'm being a monster. Give me like, I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to light some candles. I'm going to put on some music. I'm going to do some stretching. I'm going to pick out some affirmation stones, light a candle, like I said. And it's like all of a sudden do a workout. Then I feel a little bit lighter. And if that's your goal, instead of this goal of like, I have to lose weight. I have to be happy. I have to have this perfect life. I have to have all the answers. Why not shift that to like, I just want to feel a little lighter. That's so funny because that's my mantra this year is every day I'm lighter. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really And fun. that's like, I mean, like I'm purging, like getting rid of stuff, like not being a hoarder, being more organized and energetically releasing, you know, things that I'm holding on to that aren't serving me. And, you know, also I've never been so like carefree about my weight and, yeah. I also probably haven't looked this good in like, in like five, 10 years. Yes. When you release the energetic weight, the physical weight just comes off and like, don't make that your goal, but it it is a nice little side effect. Yeah. I'll take it. It's all connected. And I've Mm -hmm. seen people like I've had girls that have come on our retreats and we did one in Mexico and it's been a year and like, they look com- like completely different yeah. human beings. And they're yeah. like, I don't know what it was. It's just like something clicked and I got it. And I'm like, yeah, you, everyone listening, it will happen for you. If you yes. are willing to, to go there, it will click. And you're just going to be like, oh my gosh. And a year from now, you can be a completely different person. It's just a balancing act and you're going to go up and down and you're going to get off kilter and you're going to have to figure it out again over and over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. the more you can like move in that space and not hold on to guilt or shame or any of those things or just be like, Oh, I got to swing it back the other way. Okay. Got to find that balancing act. And it's just a dance. It's not, it's not anything to feel bad about. It's just life. A fucking men. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So although I could talk to you all freaking, (laughs) we have got to move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested. And I will go first. Okay. So I am 
getting a TV show. It's happening. And it's just been like a wild thing. And it's happening really, really quickly. And I um, had like a major meltdown about it. Cause I'm like, I love my life the way it is. What if everything changed? I was like hugging my dog and crying. Like, <laughs> what if I lose my dog? What if I don't get to spend time with my dog? Like <laughs> literally just having a moment. Um, and then I was like, I need to like see a shaman. I need to like figure this out. And I, usually see shaman Derek, but he just like doubled his prices. <clears throat> I just met him actually at one. Oh, did you? Yeah. He's, he's like the bougiest shaman I've ever met. Oh, I know. He's amazing. But I'm like, okay, so it used to be like a thousand dollars. Now it's 2000. I'm like, oh, okay, geez. well, I was like, I'm going to think about this for a couple days. And then my friend messaged me. So this is my meltdown and my manifest. And then my friend messaged me and was like, oh, we have like this, that thing tonight that we talked about kind of totally forgot about it because I'd had like a bottle of wine when we talked about it. Um, but it, she ha- she knows this psychic who we were going to go to some like card reading thing. And I was like, oh yeah, fuck. I was like, I'm just like in the worst mood. I didn't want to go. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'll go. And I get there and the friggin' woman is a shaman and she charges like nothing. And I fully like, she basically gave me like everything I needed to hear in that moment. And she said to write down all the things you're afraid of. And then for each of those things, like write down, but what are the three amazing things that are like happening? So it's like, okay, what if I, you know, what if my husband and I like drift apart because I'm like so busy, but it's like, but what if my husband and I become closer and closer because he's my manager now? What if my husband and I get to go on way more amazing experiences together? What if my husband and I become, you know, get remarried because we can like afford, you know, afford like a really fancy wedding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So many things. And that like really, really, really helped me. So I totally suggest doing that. I'm someone who I, I don't want to say I always look at the negative. That's not the truth at all. I'm actually very optimistic, but I do, I don't not analyze. Yeah. <laughs> what is your sign? I'm, so I'm an Aquarius sun and uh, Leo rising and a Sagittarius moon. Oh, nice. Yes. Cool. So there's, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot going on there, but yeah. So <laughs> that's what happened. Manifested a shaman situation, feeling better. Um, and yeah, excited for what's next. That's awesome. So what was your last meltdown? Um, I would say, so we recently got a house in the Hills and uh, we sold our house in Palm Springs and we mm-hmm. love to like redo houses. So we yeah. flip them, but basically for ourselves and then yeah. we sell them within two years and you get the, you don't get taxed as yes. Yeah. So we are like moved from Palm Springs back to LA because our business is here. And we're like, Oh, we just really need to be here. So we found this house, but I don't know if you're familiar in LA, like as normal buyers, it's next to impossible to like beat out the cash offers from investors because they mm-hmm. literally have scouts that like go out anytime there's like a good deal. They are able to just like basically kick out any normal family because they have the cash. from Right. Like, yeah. Know. So we were kind of like frustrated because every place we liked, it was like we could afford, you know, would just get pulled out. And I was just like, oh, this looks so bad. Like, you know, having like one of those, it's really frustrating. And we went, we looked at this house and I was like, 
it clearly needs like a ton of work, but it's in this amazing spot in the hills and it's got this wonderful view and it's, I don't know, we just really liked it. And Brad's like, oh man, because they're already again, like these investors there that are, because they would just flip it. And um, we went back when no one was there to look at it again. And we put in our offer and one of the neighbors happened to be walking past it as we were there and he had a dog and he was wearing a Kansas City um shirt and my husband's from Kansas City so we started talking with him and he was really cool and he was like oh I'm the neighbor and like so Brad my husband can talk with anyone and he's like oh I'm from Kansas City and we got this great conversation and he's like yeah we really want this place but obviously like they're getting so many offers and so long story short he gave us the owner's like contact information. Oh, like, he's like they're from um, Colorado and Hawaii, and they really wanted to go to like a family. Like, oh, you should, good. Like, you should message them and like send them your picture and like say like what which one your offer is and all this stuff and tell them like what we just talked about and I'll do that too. And so we did that and you know, sent them like our super cute family photo (laughs) and I'm not kidding. So I was on the house and it's like, it's just like so magical. I love it. There's just huge tree. And I just like kind of put my hand on the tree and it sounds like super crazy, but I was like, okay, this is meant to be, we'll just like make this happen. And yes. like, there's just like gust of wind. I'm like, yes, like I'm <gasps> feeling this right now. Oh my God. And um, yeah. And then turns out they accepted our offer and they said it was because they, we sent them like the picture. Oh, they want all, of course they yeah. want to go to like a, the cutest family ever. Yeah. They really <laughs> wanted like a family to be in there because they like loved the home. And, and we were like, what are the freaking odds of that happening? Like, oh, it's like the so weirdest wild. situation, but honestly, like that kind of stuff happens to us all the time. I know. We love it. Like I'll be, I was on a hike in freaking Hawaii and I had been talking to this girl. She's a surfer. Her mom wrote me um, before and was like, oh, she's like winning world titles and she's getting like body shamed and stuff. And she's like, and she has the most amazing body. She's like super fit with like big boobs. I'm like, okay, yeah. Like anyone would die to look like her. And she was getting called fat and stuff on like GoPro and these different things at 15. And, um, but she's winning world titles. And so we'd like talked and I'd never met them, but we'd make a plan. So I'm randomly in Hawaii on a hike in the mountain and guess who comes walking up the trail towards me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is your name? And she's like, what the heck? This is so weird. Her and her mom, that's how we met, was randomly on a mountain in Hawaii. I'm like, oh my God, that is wild. It happens all the time. Like at airports, I met another girl on a flight to Barcelona. She's like, are you Katie Wilcox? And I was like, what? I like one sleeping pill in with like my glasses on. Like, Like, I think so. (laughs) She's like, I just want you to know, like your book helped me so much. And like, and we're still friends to this day. We like hung out in Barcelona. Like, I mean, that's... It's just the shit that happens to us. Well, I know. I feel like once you're like tapped in, yeah. like, you, you said like mind, body, soul. Like once you're like literally spiritually tapped in, you're tapped into source energy. I'm like, totally. I'm the same way. Like the most, ra- my husband's always like, that would only ever happen to you. Yeah. Or that would only ever happen to us. Like what is going on? Exactly. And I'm a Pisces. So, and my husband's a Virgo. Oh, okay. So it's even funnier because you know, he's like, oh, Katie and her fairy dust. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's just how it happens. He's like, oh, he thinks it's so annoying. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. I love it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I love you. This has been so, so amazing. I feel like we like didn't even like talk about half the things I wanted to because it just went so. We can do it again. 
<laughs> we'll have to do it again. Yes. We'll do it in person when I'm in LA. Um, love yeah, that. this has been so, so great. Tell everyone where they can find you. And I know we didn't even talk about your modeling agency, which I'm oh. like literally going to sign up to be a model. Yeah. But that's the boring <laughs> stuff. We talked about the fun. Yeah. Stuff. We talked about the um, <laughs> So if you want to check out natural, so it's natural models LA and we represent all curve models. So basically anything like size six, uh, to like a 20, probably anything in there. We're like really open to, and, um, that's natural models LA on Instagram. So for my personal stuff, it's Katie H Wilcox on Instagram. And that's just more like lifestyle, my family. And then for healthy is the new skinny. That's our, you know, female empowerment, body image, um, place to go for inspiration. Yay. Okay. Well, Katie, this has been so delightful. Everyone, please go follow Katie for all the inspo and just go love yourselves. Yes. You guys got this. Yes. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being a chill Shocker girl and tuning in to Shocker Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at theshockergirlco.com and follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at theshockergirlco. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.